Today's sermon is entitled, Careless Tongues. Careless Tongues. And we'll be looking at James chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. And we are continuing our theme, the family business. There is one thing that happens all day, every day in business that none of us can avoid. It has the power to make a business fail or succeed. It is communication. And communication involves our tongues. What we say to ourselves and what we say to one another can have dire consequences or elating benefit. We often focus on people and processes when evaluating the success or failure of our lives or businesses. But what if our business success was based on how we use our tongues? Ah, I'll say that again. We often base our success and failure on people and processes. It's always somebody else's fault. But what if our success was based on how we used our tongue? <laughs> Look, some of y'all walking out already. Y'all got that holy, y'all got that holy finger upset. I can't, I can't listen to this one today, PC. I got to got to move on. Do you have a careless tongue? Is the reason you aren't where you want to be in life because of your tongue? Is your tongue the reason God isn't pleased with your service? So today I want to talk about careless tongues. One thing that can hurt your business is the tongue. It can damage a reputation and hurt others to almost no repair. Woo. The tongue has been known to demolish corporations and empires. Such a small thing can do such great damage, and yet we use it so carelessly. The tongue is a small resource that has incredible range. It can sway so far to the left in one second and so far to the right in the next. You, I mean, that tongue can go from one topic to the next in a nanosecond. And yet we need the tongue. We need the tongue for speech. It'd be very hard to talk without a tongue. We need the tongue for taste. We need the palate. We need the tongue to taste. And we need the tongue for our digestive system, for chewing and swallowing. The tongue impacts our mouths in that way. Very powerful tool. We need it every day. You don't realize how much your tongue plays a role in your life. 
Many call it the strongest muscle in the human body because it can cause so much damage. That tongue, man, don't matter. I know you've been the recipient and you've been the, the wielder of it. The tongue, oh, listen to this, listen to this, write this down, remember this. The tongue always damages more than it intended. But I didn't mean to say it that way, I didn't mean to do all that. Yeah, but you said it. Once you use the tongue for bad, you can never take what you said back. Watch this now, listen to this, listen carefully. It spreads so quickly, no one has ever been able to retract their words faster than the speed of its spread. Whew. In other words, once you say it, the tongue spreads it so quick that even if you wanted to take it back, it's already all over the, all over the room, all over the world, all over somebody's body, psyche, spirit, and mind. You think it's just words that you're taking back from somebody's ears. But those words, once you say them, they spread like a cancer in the person who heard it. Yeah, stick with me. I got scripture for it. The tongue is so powerful that God had to address it in his scripture. He actually says, listen to this, that there should be a limit on people who use it to teach others. Dang, he says the tongue is so violent. It can be so detrimental and damaging. He says you ought to number, ration the number of people who get up before other people to teach them. The inference is saying something to one person is bad, but it's even worse when one person gets up and says it to a hundred or a thousand people like, oh my gosh, the damage is multiplying. So James, oh sweet James, decides to teach us a lesson. And when you look at James chapter three, verses one through two, as we get started, let me read it for you. The text says, dear brothers and sisters, here it is. Not many of you should become teachers in the church for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes for if we could control our tongues, whoa, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. Wait a minute, let me, let me did I read that right? He said, if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. <laughs> this is insane. Look at this. Verse one talks about the tongue is so powerful. It is said that we should be cautious in selecting our teachers. So the text clearly says, he says, many of you, not many of you, should become teachers. In other words, we should monitor who has platforms and can wield the tongue to destruction. There shouldn't be many teachers with a platform because we can't trust everybody. That's what I'm saying. God is saying everybody can't be trusted before a lot of people because they can do more damage than good. And the text says, 
we who teach shall be judged more strictly. Because I am a pastor and because I speak to people regularly all the time, guess what? I am judged more harshly and more strictly because I can do more damage than a regular individual. Dang. Okay, let me just let that pause for a minute. Let me let you let that sink in on you for a second. And if you look then at verse two, verse two says, it seems to suggest that if we were perfect in our speech, we would be perfect in self-control. Wait, wait a minute. So if I could control, so if I could control my tongue, I would be perfect and be able to control myself. The inference is that the inference is that the move, the, in other words, the more we can control our speech. And the tongue is powerful. So this, I'm trying to show you how powerful the tongue is. If we can control our tongue, that means that's the stronger we are spiritually. And it certainly will allow us to control our bodies, which in essence is far easier to tame than the tongue. Listen to what the text, the text is inferring that the body is far easier to tame than the tongue. And instead of trying to control the body, God says, work on controlling your tongue. Because if you have the spiritual strength and fortitude to control your tongue, the body ain't going to be no problem. Wow. Wow. How many times have you said to yourself, I just got to say it. <laughs> right. I mean, you have lost control. With the power of speech comes the power of responsibility. Spider-Man didn't say that one. The power of speech gives the power of responsibility. If I have been given the right to speak, then I must own the accountability of being responsible for what I say. The text said, I will be judged more strictly when I speak to others. As a parent... Oh, shoot. As a parent, you are responsible for what you say to your children. This is different from what you say to your spouse. You are responsible for what you say to those children. Why must we keep such a close eye on such a small thing? Well, I'm glad you asked, Ben. We must keep an eye on it because it is, watch this now, number one, it is a small thing, but it boasts big. The tongue is small, but it boasts big. Anything that boasts big can be damaging. And if you're not careful, you will mistake its bark for hype only. You will think, Oh, they ain't saying nothing. They ain't saying you will think that the tongue has no power and you are in a world of trouble. Why do you think people talk big, Joy? It's the one tool that can boast big without having anything to show for it. 
The tongue is all pen and words. No action when it comes to people. The tongue, all it does, it, it talks. It says words. It speaks or words. The tongue is the same equated to if you write it out. Don't, don't think, well, if I write it, I didn't say it. It don't count. No, no, boo. If you write it out, if you put it in a text, if you put it in an email, it's the same thing as the tongue. But this is the danger of the tongue. The danger of the tongue is that it can do damage with just words. <laughs> so God is saying you need to watch this puppy because it can do damage without even hitting you with a bat. It doesn't have to have a physical response to you. The words can traumatize you. Dang. The tongue can say something and mess up your whole week. <laughs> can I get a witness? The tongue can get in your head because it can cause you to fear and worry for no reason whatsoever. Because of what someone said, you're all of a sudden jealous and insecure and can't sleep all night. Because of words. Got no proof. No evidence. No nothing. It's just the likeliness of it. Oh my God. The likeliness of losing your job. The likeliness of somebody hurting you will mess up your world. It's small, but it boasts big. Let me go on a little further. Let me look at the next verses. It says this. Verses 3 through 6 says, We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. Look at that. You can make a horse do what you want with a small bit in its mouth. But the text says, another example, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. Wow. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. <laughs> so what am I saying, folks? The tongue is small, but it can do big things. The tongue is very small, but it can turn a whole body. The Bible said you can take a horse, put a small bit in its mouth, and you will make that big old horse that could trample you weighs triple your size. You could make it turn left and right, do whatever you wanted to do by a bit in its mouth. Same thing with a big old ship. With a small rudder on the back, you can make the whole ship turn. I'm telling you with a tongue. 
You can, man, you can mess up some stuff. Remember I told you, you can kill corporations. You can destroy families. You can destroy entire industries and uh, uh, enterprises. Listen, the Bible said a small flame turns into a big forest fire. So it gave three examples. The bit in the horse's mouth. It gave the rudder on the big ship and a small spark starting a big fire. All of the above turn big things from a small and isolated tool. But the difference with the tongue, listen, is that it spreads. The text said it's like a fire of poison that gets into every area of the body. So it's not just finding one pressure point and affecting change like the horse or the rudder. It's not just like this one thing that impacts one area. It's the, it spreads, the tongue spreads to multiple points in one's body and impacts it negatively. A small spark can damage a whole forest. So a spark to fire spreads to make a huge damage in the forest. So it's not just a bit, it's not just a rudder, but it's a spark that spreads. I want you to see the tongue as a spark spark that spreads. It's like a poison that's cancerous. And the second reason we have to keep an eye on it is, 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 well, uh, well, let let me, let me hold that for a second. I want to make sure you understand that once you say a word, once you say something, it spreads throughout the listener's body. And so what God is saying, he's saying, Listen, he's saying when you talk to more people than just one person, consider the damage that you could have on multiple people. You say, well, it was just a small thing. I didn't say much. I didn't say, oh my God, you're right. You didn't say much. It was a small thing you said. But remember, a small spark can start a forest fire. This is why you need to watch it. Let me go to number two now. Let me show you this. Number two, the tongue is small and it's untamable. The first one was small and then it boasted big. It could handle big things. But here's the problem. You need to watch it because it can't be tamed. That, listen, that which is tamed is liable to do or say anything. That which is not tamed is liable to do or say anything. This is what I'm trying to tell you. You have to watch the tongue because if you're not careful, it can say or do anything. Why? Because it's not tamed. And to be not tamed means it is without control. It means it has to be kept on constant watch because no one is controlling it. Are you with me? So that's why the Bible says, it encourages us, what does the Bible say? The Bible says, be slow to speak and quicker to listen. So instead of just popping off at the mouth, pop, 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 he says, slow your roll. Think before you say something, but be quicker to listen. Let me show you verses seven through eight. Let me give this to you. The Bible says, People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, 
but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. <laughs> y'all better, y'all better write this scripture down. Y'all better give this script to some of your family members, <laughs> uncle and auntie, who with the the strong primary cussers in the family. <laughs> Look here. Have you ever been to the circus? Watch what I'm saying. Have you ever been to the circus? Imagine watching all those animals doing amazing things at the command of man's training. Elephants, lions, all of those things at the command of the ringleader. And the one thing they should fear the most in those three things is not the animals, <laughs> but the tongue. <laughs> I mean, everybody in the ring is scared of the lion. Everybody in the ring is scared of the elephant, and you should be. But what is of more Damage and detriment to you is the power of a careless tongue. Woo, man. Oh, man. Have you ever, oh, God. Let's imagine the ringleader does a great job. Three ring circus, uh, Barnum and Bailey circus. They, they, they do it a Cirque Soleil or whatever. You, you doing the soul circus. You do a great job. You manage all those ti tigers and lions and bears. And then you go back to the dressing room. And somebody says something to you and it wrecks your world. You come right off a high. You just did a great show. You made animals jump flips, go through fire, but you don't have a response for a woman who sends you a text or a man who calls you or someone who walks in your dressing room and says something to you that crushes your ego and self-esteem. Here's the thing. Oh, God, I feel him. I feel him right now. The tongue is smaller than lions. <laughs> Do you get what he's saying? The tongue is smaller than lions. The tongue is smaller than an elephant. The tongue is smaller than a tiger. It's smaller than a bear. All of which can be tamed. All of those things can be tamed, but the tongue, can't nobody get a handle on it. And it, and it's smaller. It can fit in the palm of your hand. And God says, that's the thing you ought to be scared of. The tongue is a poison that once seeped can't be controlled. That once it begins to spread, you cannot stop it. Once it gets out of its cage, it is rampant. And you are as good as bait. The tongue doesn't care about your status. The tongue doesn't care about your title. The tongue doesn't care about your elite prestige. The tongue will cut you regardless of race, regardless of ethnicity, regardless of socioeconomic status. If you are in the tongue's way, you are subject to the power of its poison. Preach, Pastor Cherry. Tame means 
that it, re- it is reduced from the state of natural wildness. That's what, it, that's what it means when you tame the lion. When you make the elephant rise up on its heels, it means you have reduced it from the state of natural wildness, which means that sometimes, have you heard that once uh, an animal has been domesticated or has been tamed, it's hard for them to go back to the wild because they don't know how to act naturally. So to domesticate means to control to be rendered subject to another. And so what God is saying, the tongue is rendered subject to nobody. (laughs) The tongue comes under nobody's jurisdiction, but mine. The tongue has not been domesticated. <laughs> In other words, you can talk properly for a little while. You can be you can be saying all the right things, but wait, wait a minute. Wait till I get to the parking lot. Wait till I get home. Wait till I get out of this situation. The tongue. <sighs> the tongue is subject to no man but God, and we need his help to keep from uttering, here it is, careless whispers that become raging roars. Ah, haven't you heard somebody say, oh, let me whisper to you sweet nothings. Yeah, because it's sweet nothings. It means nothing. It has no value. It can do damage to you. So be careful when people utter careless whispers. Woo, it's just a whisper but it can wreck your world. Haven't you ever had to hold someone back from fighting? Watch this now. Let me, let me, I had to hold Big Ben back one day. (laughs) Big Ben was about to, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Mama Kane gonna get me. Haven't you ever had to hold someone back from fighting and you're telling them to be quiet? You say, come on, man, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. And then their opponent says one more thing. They pop off. And while you're holding them again, all of a sudden, they pop, 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 pop. They pop back, meaning the tongue cannot be controlled you're holding their body but unless you have look at the picture look at the, if unless you have tape over their mouth the tape the, the tongue cannot be controlled and why do they clap back why can't people calm down why can't people just not say it because the tongue is small but it's untamable there's not a soul online today who hasn't lost a battle with their tongue period We have sliced and diced, cut and bruised, thinking it was but a small thing. But today, God teaches that it has more damaging impact than we could ever imagine. And we need to do a better job at being responsible for the words that we say. And we need to watch the tongue because it's liable to say anything at any time. The third reason and final reason we must watch the tongue is because the tongue is small, but it splits two ways. <laughs> it's one tongue, but it splits two ways. Oh, snap. It is hard enough, Shauna, trying to master one language let alone trying to master two or three. 
Some people, if you listen to people who have learned a second or third language, while they're talking, if you're not, if they're not careful, they will switch into the other language and they don't even realize it. They go from speaking English into Spanish back to English. They go back and forth because it's harder to master two languages than it is to master one. And if you're not careful, the tongue starts out saying one thing, but it splits and starts saying another. Look out now. That's why we have to watch it because the tongue can speak two different languages. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not talking about Spanish. I'm not talking about English. I'm not talking about French. I'm not talking about Japanese. I'm saying the tongue got a couple of languages <laughs> that is not that is not on the language grid. Let me show you what the text said. All right. This is good. This is good. Let me show you what the text said. Verse 9 said, here's what it said. Sometimes, <laughs> this is funny to me because it's, it's so plain. It's so funny. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. So wait, it says one language is praising the Lord, but then the other tongue cusses out people who were made in the image of God, which the inference is if you're going to praise God, then you ought to speak highly of the people who were made in the image of God. How are you going to curse God? How are you going to bless God and then curse his children? I wish you would talk about me and talk about my children. Be, be nice to me, but then treat my children wrong. No, it's one and the same, boo. Look at verse 10. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the what? Same mouth. <laughs> Surely my brothers and sisters, God said, Jesus, this is not right. King James says, James Version says, this ought not to be. <laughs> That's what it says. This is not right. Verse 11 says, does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? No. Verse 12. Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No. And you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Woo. All right. I'm sending you home on this one. The point of the text is to demonstrate how the tongue can split two ways. Haven't you seen the tongue of a snake? A rattlesnake or a cobra? One of them got a tongue that splits. It's like a, you can see it. It's like a split. And 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 and, and if you're not careful, you ought to look at people's tongues a little closer. No, I'm just saying. I'm just, see if you see a split. Well, everybody got the split. Everybody born into sin got that split because the split cannot be tamed. The point of the text is to show you that one tongue can have double damage. 
You can be praising the Lord one minute. Oh, and how many times have we seen it? Come praise the Lord. Woo, what a beautiful service. Oh, it's Jesus, hallelujah. What a beautiful service. Oh, Jesus came. Get right outside. Go to the restaurant and let somebody tick you off in a blip, 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 blip. And I can't, I can't, remember, wait, what on the news maybe a week or two ago, people got into a fight about the mask. They were fighting at the restaurant. How you going to tell me, blip, blip, maybe just came from church. I don't know. I don't know. You know, as black people, we go to church first and then we go eat. I'm just saying that's hypothetical. I don't know. That's not true. But I'm telling you, how many times have we gone from church to go eat to cuss somebody out? God says this ought not to be children of God. Y'all better play this tape for some, y'all better, y'all, man, y'all better share this one. Click on share right now, right up there in the left corner. God says this ought not to be. And so what is he saying? If you can't say something nice in response, shut it up. It's so practical. I could spend time on this talking about real instances about when you're talking and your head is telling you one thing but your emotions are saying another. Or you've been in a situation where you got the devil on the right and the angel on the left, trying to talk to the two tongues, trying to talk to the tongues on both sides to tell you, you headed down that road, pull it back, roll it back, PC. Make sure you're in a position not to destroy because there's greater accountability. (sighs) Remember in the beginning I explained we need the tongue to speak? Speaking is for communicating. The tongue is for messaging. And messaging is a way to get into someone's life. I'm telling you, we put more credence upon knives and guns and hitting people and fighting than we do on the power of mere words. I can poison you or bless you with carefully constructed words. Haven't you ever noticed that somebody, they carefully, strategically, they know how to get you. They know what to say. (laughs) I'm telling you, it means that they have carefully concocted a phrase and a word to get you to respond. How about a hypnotist? A hypnotist can tell you by a word or by a phrase, change your position. This is why, listen to me, this is why the Holy Spirit appeared as a cloven, listen, or a split tongue on the day of Pentecost. The tongue landed on people's head after they were come out of the upper room. Why? Because, listen, Because God knew there would be a need to speak a different language to different ethnicities represented on that day. And not everyone would know one another's language. So the Holy Spirit represents a tongue that lands on the head because the tongue personifies language. And God, listen, that's why you call speaking in the heavenly language, you call it speaking in tongues. Because tongues is equatable with language. 
And so God said, ah, God, even when speaking in tongues, God says, when you speak with tongues, make sure there's an interpreter because we want to make sure that even in your spirituality, you don't hurt people by saying something that will offend them and they can't understand it. The Bible teaches about offending people, even being spiritual. The Bible talks about, well, listen, he says, well, you, you can eat meat. God says you can eat meat and it's no problem. He says, but if you're in front of a vegan who doesn't eat meat, he says, instead of hurting them and offending them by eating meat in front of them, he says, don't eat meat because you will do a better service to them by showing them you're able to control your appetite. So God is saying, control your tongue, even when you have the right to say it, even when it's spiritually right to say it, God says, speak the truth, what? In love. If you can't say it in love, don't say it. So what does that mean? That means that things can be said, not out of love. And how do we say it? How do we say it? Oh, our culture says it well. Well, it had to be said. Oh, snap. I just busted our culture bubble. You are wrong and you are out of order. No, it did not have to be said. You did more damage to the family because you said it. You should have closed your mouth. And God says you can't have two streams coming out of your mouth. So God gave the gift of tongues to communicate in other languages without having to study it. The point was, it was powerful because people were able to speak in other languages and they hadn't even studied it. How many of you can speak in another language? But that language is not godly. Some of y'all got languages you've created with your best friends. You got you know, you can, you got your own descriptive. You take the first letter off, put it on the back or replace every this letter with that letter. And you got your own code, your code to destroy people. Oh God, you have a code to hurt people. Don't let me get to clapping, boo. Why? Because when you start to clapping, that means I'm about to hurt you with my words. I ain't going to slap you physically, but I'm going to slap my hand because... <laughs> Woo! Who knows about that divine walk away mumble? Who knows about that? When After somebody says something, you mean... How about that? How about that mumble? God heard it. And how about the mumble? Your person they're walking away from heard it. Guess what? Mamas knew that language and could snatch you up even if you were 10 feet away. I wish you would walk away. Mama could be like, Pratt boy, get on back here. Why? Because she knew that your mumble was not positive. And so watch people who mumble all the time. If it can't be said direct, if it can't be said forthright out of love and spirituality, don't mumble. 
Don't mumble. Don't walk around this house mumbling. Don't walk around this situation mumbling, complaining. You, you know, what do we call it? Grumbling. That's, that's called mumbling and griping at the same time. Mumbling and griping is grumbling. So when you walk around grumbling, talking about people, talking about you would never say it to your boss. You would never say it to your coworker, but you walk right by that office and be like, oh, I wish that, why, that old, he won't even, blah, blah, blah. all that grumbling you're doing. That mumble could cost you some teeth, which would definitely affect your speech for a while. Yes, it would. <laughs> Mama could do that to you. She just had to take you to the dentist, get you some, some implants. <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Watch the split or it will split you. Oh, I like that. Watch the split or it will split you. What's the point of all this? I know you're ready for my conclusion. Get off this one, PC. Get get off of it. Get off of it. All right, check this out. James was teaching the saints about spiritual maturity and how those who say they have faith but don't do anything with it, their faith is dead. He was teaching them that faith without works is dead. And that's not maturity. It's not maturity when people say they're Christians, but they can't control their tongue. A tamed tongue, listen, is a sign of spiritual maturity. This is why God gives greater platforms to those who are mature, because he trusts what they will say. James 1.26, write it down, you, you, you look it up later, but James 1.26 says, 1.26 says, if a man says he's religious, but can't bridle his tongue, his religion is vain. I'm going to read that again for you. If a man says he's religious, but can't bridle his tongue, his religion is is in vain. In other words, one cussing somebody out can negate your all week of feeding the hungry. Woo! My God. I think I'm just going to shut up for a while. I'm just, it, Joe, I'm not going to be talking today because I, uh, I need to work on a bridle in this tongue. And so notice the term. Notice the term. Bridle the tongue. By bridle, a brit, you put the, the, the bit in the mouth of the horse and is guided by the bridle. So he's saying, guide your tongue, control it like the bridle on the horse. If you can't tell yourself to stop talking when you know you're going out of order, you don't have no religion. Your religion is whack. And what's the point? What's the point of trying to be nice to people or serving in the family business or running a franchise for God when you can't talk to people right? Our platforms are too small because we can't be trusted with our mouths. And we need stronger Christians in the family business who, when, you know, God the Father can trust, who God the Father can trust to say the right things at the right times. Now, don't get mad at God for not blessing your business. Don't get mad if you can't control your tongue. If you can't stop cussing people out every time something happens that you don't like, 
Don't be mad at God for not blessing your life. Because God wants to make sure that when he gives you a platform before many people, that you're going to say the right thing. And so if we're serving God in this land and if we're out there running our franchise, we got to work on not just the business plan, not just the building, not just operations, not just human resources. We need to work on the tongue. You want to be CEO? No, not until you work on your tongue. You want to be director of operations? No, not until you work on your tongue. And nor should you let other people's tongues control or destroy you. So it's not just me controlling my tongue, but I shouldn't let other people's tongues destroy me. Don't let other people's tongues talk you into trouble or out of God's will. Don't let them talk you into trouble or out of God's will. Don't let a wild tongue wound you. Ooh, Tongues gone wild. Oh, <laughs> I cracked myself up on that one. Tongues gone wild. Tongues gone wild at a domino party. Tongues gone wild at a spade and a bidwit party. Tongues gone wild where there is libation, wines, and liquor brown, liquor vassier, Hennessy. Tongues gone wild in the choir stand. Tongues gone wild in the pews. Tongues gone wild even in the pulpit. Why? Because if the tongue is wagging loose, get out of the way, you will get hit. In the old days, we used to turn on the water hose full force and let it just Spout around. If you're not careful, you're going to get wet. I'm telling you out there today, somebody going to be wagging that tongue. I'm going to have to tell you, you better get better at ducking and dodging and going left. Well, I'm not, I'm not even going to go around there. I'm not going over their house because I know when I go over their house, they're going to say something that's going to set me on fire. You got to get better at dodging the tongue, dodging the wag. If the tongue is wagging, you'll get hit. The t- tongue targets people with a voice. The tongue targets people with purpose. The tongue targets people who are making a difference for God. And I'm telling you, this message is powerful because God wanted you to know as the father in the family business, watch out for the tongue because the tongue is vicious and it can destroy your business. It can be destroyed from someone else's tongue and it can be destroyed from your own tongue. The tongue is a target of the devil. Our lives are a target of the devil and he works with tongues. The strategic, listen, oh my God, I feel preaching. The strategic weapon of the enemy is to get good people in an argument. Oh, the devil is a master at getting two good people who mean well with purpose in an argument. Tongue against tongue because it knows that once the tongue catches fire, it's going to spread poison. So you've got to learn how to not argue back. Because when tongue goes against 
tongue, two tongues that are hot have nothing but destruction to look forward to. Two tongues that are popping back at each other. Ain't nothing good coming out of that bowl. I ain't, I don't care what you're saying. I don't care even if what you're saying is concrete and lucid. You cannot fight fire with fire. It only creates more fire. You need to stop the tongue from wagging tongue to tongue. Sword fight to sword fight. Sword fight to sword fight is a non-advantageous way to any loving couple or relationship to handle an issue. You cannot handle an issue going tongue to tongue. You must learn how to fight and deal with things heart to heart. You are bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. We are not tongue to tongue. We must learn how to communicate out of the depths of the word of God that sits in our heart. Instead of using your tongue to tear down, defend, or to berate, use your tongue to lift people up for goodness. Give God glory with your mouth. Martin Luther King Jr. says that even silence can be destructive when a person who knows better fails to speak up at the right time to make life better for another. So I'm telling you it's not only about a tongue that spews the venom, but it's also about a tongue that fails to recite when it's needed to. I'm telling you must learn how to control the tongue for when not to speak, and you must control the tongue for when you ought to speak. When you see somebody in a domestic violence situation, you ought to speak up. When you see injustices against your brother or your sister, you ought to speak up. When you hear somebody calling your sister a hoe or a bee, you ought to speak up. When you see somebody defiling the temple of God, you ought to speak up. You ought to use your voice for what is constructive and not destructive. So God's challenge to us today is not to be careless whisperers. Come on, help me, careless whispers. What's his name? Uh, with the... George Michael, come on, help me, George Michael, careless whisper. You remember that song? The challenge is not to be careless whisperers who destroy marriages, friendships, jobs, households, and careers, but to be heralds on rooftops with a resounding message of love to a world in need of building up and not tearing down. You need a voice that speaks out, but you need control. This is God's word to us today, to learn how to be speakers of what is right and instead of voices or roars to destruction. God help us not have careless tongues but to learn to submit to the power of the Holy Spirit and to get more control on the tongue that cannot be tamed. This is God's word to us today and I'm PC and that's all I've got.